Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Caroline, you should tell them about the newest thing that Bloody Happy Hour is doing. A Patreon. It's a Patreon. What is that? Um, that means you're basically like a VIP member and you get you get some perks. You maybe get like merch a little earlier. You get Or exclusive merch. Exclusive merch. You could get um first dibs on signing up for a live show you get episodes with no commercials you get our video because our video is no longer available on youtube it is only on patreon and the most important to me is you get videos of our live shows but also bonus episodes each month but if you're on a Patreon, you're VIP, you're going to get more. Because I always have a lot of details I want to go to. I can law explain. I might read a book. <laughs> this is also going to be the exclusive place that Dirty Chat is going to go to. In order to hear the full content, it's going to be Patreon. Where do they go again? Patreon.com slash bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, this is April. And this is Caroline. And I'm their friend Shelby. Red <laughs> Shelby! We have a random guest. She was just walking outside the front of Alico. Yeah, and we just like, we're like, hey, hey girl, do you want to be on the podcast? She had on a podcast? short dress and we, we thought she was, yeah. Working the streets. DTF. Yeah. <laughs> DTF. <laughs> the original DTF. <laughs> but she's not. No, actually, tell us who Shelby is, Caroline. <clears throat> Okay, so do y'all remember um, there's that one time in um, May a couple years ago where it was like a Cinco de Mayo party and I went and I wrote a letter or a little note and I put it in somebody's mailbox (laughs) and the somebody was Ross, this guy Ross. And I was like, "Eh, okay, a couple years later, I make some new friends and then I meet this one and I was kind of telling her about the podcast and... Turns out, this bitch is cousins <laughs> with Ross. <laughs> yes, we've come full circle, and she's yet to fix y'all up. No, <laughs> yeah, we're not going there. Not we're going, not, not going to happen. No, 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 we're no, friends no. now. It could be like a conflict of interest. Okay, okay. What if y'all okay. fell in love? What if <laughs> conflict of interest? And then I found out that one of um another Your other friend. friend like dated him for a while and so then Two I, conflicts yeah so it was just a really like <laughs> I, I didn't know anybody knew i didn't even know who i just knew the first name once i knew his 
who, who like his last name, I was like, oh, I do know this guy, but I never knew that that was who he was. I just knew his first name. I mean, if it's not Ross Geller from Friends, it's got to be that Ross. There's only two Rosses in the world. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. But what's the boss? Speaking of Friends, did you see all that stuff coming out about Chandler? I'm so sorry, April. What else came out? I oh, know he got oh, honored no. at the Emmys. Yeah, he no. died. That uh, that, that already wasn't our thing, and all that's this. old. Yeah, I know, but uh, we talked about it on the podcast. Okay. I wish you had a memory. <laughs> I do, but I didn't think you. We talked about anything that was <laughs> pretty bird. <laughs> You're so nice and tall. <laughs> okay, so what we do on our episodes is we always put our guests through. A series of questions, but first, um, our sponsor is BetterHelp. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp. You know what? And it's 2024, and it's just time to get your life together. Mm. Get it together. You need to be helped better. Best way to do that is go to church and go to therapy. So, guess what? We got a discount for you, Caroline. Yes. What, what What's your part? I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, you know, maybe you're trying to get yourself in line in this next year, and you may have benefited from therapy in the past. I know that April has had some situations with her former therapist, and so she's probably going to start doing better help. And if you choose to do it, I mean, you can. Give it a try. All you have to do is go to betterhelp.com. Um, That's better h-e-l-p dot com slash bloody and you can give it a try it's all online it's designed to be convenient flexible and suitable for your schedule you can fill out a short questionnaire and you'll get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time if you're like this person's lame or and you get a 10 percent discount and you get a 10 percent discount what's there to lose yeah nothing yeah Make yourself better with better help. Let me mm. add in that um, my first therapist was horrible. My second therapist was great. So Good. I don't want my second therapist to hear this and think uh, yeah. she's the one. Second therapist, we are actually referring to first therapist. So <laughs> do not be offended, please. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So questions. You go first. Well, um, Shelby. Well, let's get to know. Let's get to know our guest. Yeah. So, what do you do? In and what? Just tell us a little bit about yourself. About well, that. Hi, my name is Shelby. I am a Waco native, like these two, mm-hmm. and I teach a women's fitness class. It's very low impact. It's here in Waco called Pure Bar, and it's my absolute passion. Nothing helps you more than a good therapist and working out. <laughs> Look at that. There we go. Mm-hmm. It's at D1, right? No, I work oh. at Pure Bar. Um, our friends oh, kind of go to both, but D1's a great one, too. And, yeah. and I do like that workout, but Pure Bar makes me so sore on my days off. I just can't work out anywhere else. So nice. it's kind of like, it's not yoga, It's but it's like you it's, you you work on like the tiny muscles that, that don't get used when you're lifting weights. Yeah, yeah like small isometric movements that really fatigue the muscle groups a lot quicker so you can get those results. And we're hitting those muscles that are really aesthetic that women need that you're not going to get in everyday life. And it's also really good for posture as an aging woman and also for prenatal recovery and preparation. Like you're going to have, if you're a pregnant woman right now, you might have an easier birth if you would to engage in this. 
I so maybe you sold. won't pee on yourself every time you sneeze. If you exactly. Oh, okay. Man. So how do strength people that, strengthen your pelvic floor? If somebody yeah. wants to go to take a class, what do they do? How do they go? They is there a website? Like, what do they do? Yes, yeah, so you can go to Pure Bar Waco, and you are anyone that's a local Waco native can have a free class first to see if it's something they're going to vibe with, and we want to work with you to make sure it's you know the right workout for you. Pure Bar is great for everybody, but. And depending on what city you're in, I'm sure your local Pure Bar city, your, your local Pure Bar studio is going to give you that first free class. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's great. It's a oh, big it's franchise. A chain. It's, it's a, a big franchise, franchise okay. around the country. Okay. Just helping motivate women and keeping us in shape and feeling good. And I feel like it's fairly new. Like, oh, actually, no, it's, it it's uh, from 2001. Uh, We've yeah. been around so, a while. Yeah, fairly, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, that's 24 years ago. Uh, I guess I do got a kid. <laughs> it's born in t- it's 22 okay that I was know, 22 we're years old, ago we're old april we're old we have no, to face it no you're not that is that is a that's not like you're not but old. I, I did i did go take a bar class in la when i went to visit a fr- oh, like a, a long 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 like when it first was please take my class i've asked you so i know many times. i know i know i'm gonna take your class i'm gonna <laughs> take your class because i i like it i like I need to do that because I have issues with like my neck and like the mm-hmm. small tiny muscles that don't ever get worked because always doing whatever. The big ones, yeah. And um, I'm gonna take this. It's class. my passion. It's helped yeah. my life in so many ways, almost as much as my therapist. Yay! I've been the same one for six years, and she's an angel. Okay, pure bar, pure bar, pure bar. P U R E B A R R E. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Okay. Now, you said you're a Waco native, but you go to, you went to Alabama. I did. It was a beautiful four years. And Tuscaloosa. What's it called? Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa. So, <laughs> are, had, were you in mourning all week after the announcement? I've been in mourning since we lost to UT. Oh, <laughs> you've been mourning for a long time. Girl. Yes, no. I emotionally checked out from football. It's usually something that brings me joy, just angst this year. Because yeah. I knew the oh, Cowboys no, so we're would bringing let me you down. Not, we're not bringing you joy with this conversation. Oh, no. And your podcast is a Mount Burner, <laughs> But I like that. <laughs> it's very interesting. And are you excited about the new coach coming in? Mm. Nah. I, mean, I mean, Wait, who's coming in? Uh, I forgot what his name was. He's like a blonde guy. He uh, was at Washington. The he- Washington head coach. Oh, that's good. Wow. Is coming in. I'm sure he'll do a great job. He's just job. bouncing he just out on Washington like that. Nick he turned oh. around that program. Who and did? now he's. Yeah, sounds Going like over a there. good guy. But he's turned around multiple programs. But apparently Nick still has, like, an open line into their coaching staff at all times. Like, that's what I was reading, that, like, he can still kind of help as, like, a little bit. Fun fact about Nick Saban, I'm a college football fan, is Alabama put in his contract that he will always be the m- highest paid football coach ever. I love so, that. So, like, when Jimbo Fisher got paid whatever amount of millions of dollars – Nick Saban would automatically get a raise just to get more money. He has to be the highest paid college so football beautiful. coach. Isn't that cool? That he deserves really it. Cool. He, he really does. He deserves it. Okay, so my first question for our guest is, if you were to get murdered, okay. what TV, so not real, TV investigator, reporter, police detective would you want investigating your murder are we talking about like if you're on a dateline and you want somebody do or is like i I just either any of them so like if you're murdered and then you're like appear and your story was on like 
Dateline or 2020, who would you want narrating it? Is that what you're at? Or is no, you're I said, who? Well, it can, who you could say that, but who do you want? What detective do you want to solve your murder? So let's do solving. Yeah, I first. don't. But I wouldn't know a detective. Okay, you went. TV detective. She knows. Exactly oh, she knows. Yeah. she's got it. I wasn't okay. asking you the question, Caroline. I, okay. I know, I know. What an only child. Y'all remember that <laughs> cute older man in the original CSI? Horatio. Yeah. The redhead? No. no he, was in he had like whitish hair. And I was when I was a little girl, and that show first came out, and they had like super fake looking dead bodies. Mm-hmm. And he was just cute, so cute. I want that guy to solve my murder. Okay, okay. Or can it be like a movie person? You, Yeah, it can be a, just a fake detective that you've seen on a movie, detective. watched on a show. You know, I trust all those fake ones because they always do the best job. So, like, definitely, like, um, what's his name? It was from original CSI, and he was so cute. I want that guy. Um, hmm. I don't know. That's all okay. I got. That okay. was like, such a good question, okay. though. I had a real crush on him growing up. Somebody, we did this in my book club, and somebody was like, I want Dexter to do it because he, he would get justice. He'd find out what it is, and then he'd kill him, oh, and I would get that. justice. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I wish I'd said that. See, well, okay, so I was asked, I was thinking, like, who would you want to narrate your story if you were on, like, a show? So if you're show, on, yeah, like, 2020 like, or Dateline. Oh, you know. I want Morgan Freeman to do it so it's so oh, classy. I yes. want it to stay classy, well, and like, I want it to sound beautiful in, like, a yes. very tragic way. So there. Okay, so then, okay, wait. So if there were made a movie about your murder, who would you want to play you? Ooh. Oh, my God. Okay, I want her to be taller than me. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, um, how? what age do I get murdered at? Because that matters. Um, 35. Oh, okay. Um, oh, shoot. Jinx, not Well, jinx. I was going to say, like, hopefully I would be murdered at, like, 45, and then I could get Reese Witherspoon to do it. Oh, oh. I think that would. Okay. Yeah. She's I done love. good. She was in the, she's in the HBO. She's a great actress. I need to watch that. The New Lies, Life is the New Lie, or something oh. about the new. She just seems so intelligent for, like, a short blonde, and, like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that's a good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's Oh, my good. God. Yes, that was fun. Yeah. Okay. That was good. That Those were, like, four questions, but, um. How do you feel about pineapples and red mulch? I love both of those things. Mm. <laughs> I like red mulch because it kind of makes the, especially if you have like a sweet potato vine, it makes that neon green just really pop. Oh, look at her. And then what pineapples are just super yummy, especially if you get them in <laughs> Hawaii or you put them on a pizza. Like, love that. So you can tell she hasn't listened to all the She's episodes. The best. No, I've only really heard <laughs> the, the wrong, I've only heard the one about my cousin, and I'm trying to get more into podcasts. And I love you guys, like as humans. So I'm definitely gonna listen to this one. Greetings, Earthlings. So can you tell her what pineapples is? Um, so uh, pineapples actually represent swingers, but Uh-oh. it's typically upside down. But at this point, I think it's just the pineapple in general. <laughs> And then red and mulch. Swingers. Well, because red mulch. And then April decided to get red mulch. And so then we decided, I was like, well, shit, you got something to tell me? Because that's, that's a, also another thing are about you sure? swingers. Allegedly. So it are, upside are pineapples on a cruise ships. If you have an upside down pineapple on your door, that means that what um, plays well with others is what they say on the, on the <laughs> thing. Plays well with others. I didn't know that when you asked me that i know that's the point no i think no, that's I, did. The point. I, know, I did know the pineapple thing i, I feel like i knew that i think you did <laughs> shoot um also what was the other one porn oh when was the first time you were exposed to porn how old were you 
Uh, I don't remember. Like, for example, I, my cousin and I found a video on a shelf we were cleaning, and then it was a, and we put it in, and we watched it, and it was like porn, and we we're like, oh, what is this? Oh, but then actually, some people, no, kids, I do know when I was. Some, some parents give the kids the magazine, and they're like, go to town, bro. Oh, not mine. Yeah, um, so I had like us. a trauma flashback when you were saying that. So one time I was scrolling down. <laughs> Remember how TVs like used to like at the very bottom, there'd be like some like sinister ones, you know? So I saw one, and I was really into golf, and the title of it was Tigers Got Wood. <laughs> <laughs> and so I clicked this and I purchased it and then I was like, oh my god, that's not Tiger Woods. What's happening? And then like I don't know. She's like a big golfer. Yeah, it was like. But I thought it was like a like a movie about Tiger Woods. Maybe uh-huh. I don't know. I really loved him at the time and. You know, like I was a kid in that I, age. That is the best story. Tiger Scott Wood. That is good. I think is that I gonna a... go on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it's been way worse than this. Okay. Yeah. Do you ask the same question to everyone? Um, similar. Just about. We yeah. do the porn right. ones, but the that. other ones we've kind of we've we just switch it up every now and then. Right. I have a last one that Ooh. I thought about. I don't know what I was listening to, but. Remember, we used to play at our um, events, Caroline, when we were with CG, Mary Fuck Kill. Oh, yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. So anybody famous. No, you have to give you have to give the three people and then she has to assign them to which. Oh, you know, can sh- it just be open? I mean, I guess it can be. Anybody but you want. Tell, yeah. So anybody famous, who would you marry? Who would you fuck? Who would you kill? Okay, are you gonna give me the three, or do no. I need to like make Open. it up? Open. I don't want to think. All right. Okay. So we have Clint Eastwood, Robert Redford, and Ryan Reynolds, and I'm gonna kill <sighs> Ryan Reynolds right away, and I'm gonna f <laughs> Robert Redford, and I'm gonna marry Clint Eastwood. <laughs> oh, she likes old she men. She likes well, the old. No, but you could pick them up for whatever age you want, right? Huh? Yes. Okay. Actually, oh. like, I'm gonna change it. I'm still killing Ryan Reynolds. Uh Okay. But then I'm going to F Ryan Gosling. And then I'm going to marry Robert Redford. And I want him in that movie. You added Ryan Gosling. You said Clint Eastwood first. Okay. You know, just throw him out. Okay. Throw him out. (laughs) Throw him out. I got a new one. Okay. And then we're going to, we're going to take Reynolds. Mm. And then we're gonna <laughs> and then we're gonna marry Redford, but I want him in that movie where they're bandits and then the policia kills him at the end. What is it? Butch Cassidy and the Sundance oh. Kid. I want him in that movie. Oh, you want that yeah. one? You want the old school western? <laughs> yes, you know what? Ma'am. You know what? Who I would like? Richard Gere. Oh, oh. yeah, pretty woman, Richard. Oh, mm. oh what a heart yeah. He is a. <laughs> He is. I don't care if he's 85. Here the we Bradley go. Cooper is always the. Oh, love that guy. <laughs> Take the wheel. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. Okay, Caroline, where are we going today? <sighs> Who are we talking about? We are going to Rhode Island, and we're going to talk about Klaus von Bülow mm. and Sonny von Bülow. Klaus and Sonny. And you know what? This has the reason that I came upon this case is 
Well, I do have a coworker who is very into true crime. So she comes to my office and she's the one who tells me um, a 10 minute story, but she tells about 50 different stories in 10 minutes. Oh, and or she'll go into tangents and say this, this. And I'm like, you, you, typically people would be like, I'm not I don't understand what you even just I understand everything Every word. That she says. <laughs> and I'm totally tracking with her. And I'm like, this can't be good. But OK, this is where we are. OK, and I'm here for it. OK, so she's talked to me about this case and then. A lot of the stuff about so Alan Dershowitz, okay, who's an uh, attorney. He is the one who was on. He did stuff with Epstein. He I was going to say with, all these names sound yes. familiar. Mm. Alan, he was he was one of the uh, he was on OJ Simpson's oh. trial. Which one, first or second? Uh, well, the because the second was was a civil, so he was on the first one, the actual criminal trial, mm-hmm. and then he went and did all these other ones, and he's mainly an, an appellate attorney think at this point okay um and so that's where he comes into play in this story but it was a pretty big deal because it was one of the biggest like it's like you have rich people wealthy and you have a murder and you have Mm. like all the things and it like tabloids were going crazy so it's a wild story but i'm gonna start it off with so rich and famous oh yeah yeah i mean they they weren't famous they were just rich rich like they were like heirs and like prince prince princes and all this murder can happen to anybody listen i know and so that the, but it just makes it even more like salacious and even a little bit more better oh when yeah it's like these affluenza affluenza oh yeah okay here we go her with insulin All right, Willard, thank you. They called it the trial of the century. In fact, it was two trials. Socialite Klaus von Bülow was accused of trying to kill his wife, wealthy heiress Sonny von Bülow, by injecting her with insulin. The first trial found him guilty, but after a successful appeal for a new trial, the second verdict, with a different set of attorneys, was different. Not guilty. Joining us now is Alan Dershowitz, Harvard Law professor and the lawyer who won the appeal and masterminded the second successful <laughs> trial. In his book, Reversal of Fortune, Mr. Dershowitz tells the inside story of this famous case. Good morning. Good Thank morning. You. What, you are, by all accounts, a brilliant attorney. What did you do that was so brilliant the second is time around Brian it wasn't Gumbel? done first? Oh, it was all hard work. I had my secret weapon, my 18 students scurrying around all over the Harvard Medical School, the town of Newport finding every possible piece of evidence that was simply not uncovered at the first trial. And I think we just persuaded the court by overwhelming evidence that Klaus von Bülow didn't do it. Klaus von Bülow is a wealthy man. Did he, did, he, did he buy his freedom? I mean, if he'd been a regular Joe, he'd be buying bars right now. Well, uh, everything was bought in this case. The prosecution was bought in the sense that the people who prosecuted him, the family, was much, much wealthier than he was. They hired a private lawyer, private investigators, they were able to do things that no public prosecutor can do. So wealth played a major role on both sides of this case. In fact, in my book, I disclosed that I think this was the most expensive criminal trial in the history of this country, the most televised and the most expensive criminal trial in history. Uh-huh. Really? But worth yeah. it to Von Bülow, well, obviously. he had no choice. If the butler had been accused, I don't think the butler could have gotten a fair trial in this case. He simply wouldn't have had the resources. Forget about the lawyers. What does that say about the system? It says some very n- negative things about the system. If a person doesn't have the money to 
hire, first of all, a decent lawyer. Second of all, to get the kind of resources you need Richard to investigate Simmons. a complex case like this, very likely a person could be convicted even if he were innocent. Did, did you have to get uh, Von Bulow's uh, confidence for, the, obviously his confidence, but his approval to waive the, uh, the uh, client-lawyer relationship no. in order to write this? No, uh, this is my book. Um, I told him when I took the case, I am a law professor, I take cases, I write books, uh, I'm not going to ask him for his permission, uh, I'm writing my book, he's going to write his book, and um, he told me, go ahead, write it warts and all, paint me warts and all, and I do paint him warts and all. This does not paint a completely uh, one-sided, flattering picture of Klaus von Bülow, it tells the truth. You are really two different individuals, you and Klaus von Bülow. You were, in fact, were surprised that he called you, right? I was very surprised. I don't know where he even heard of me. I mean, I'm oh, uh, traveling in different circles from where he travels. I would never be allowed into Newport, uh, considering uh, my background. And uh, I was a little surprised that he went to a lawyer like me to represent him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you think of him? I mean, the, the heck with his guilt or innocence. What do, well, what do you, what do you what? think of Klaus von Bülow? I do you like him? Do you respect him? I no. tried very hard not to like him. I don't like basically what he stands for and his lifestyle and the Newport lifestyle. But it turned out that he is a very funny man, a very warm man, despite his austere uh, external warm appearance. Is an adjective that a lot of people would apply. It's amazing. When he was in there waiting for the jury to come back with their verdict in the second case, we sat there and we had this warm, funny conversation. Uh, you know, it's almost as if there are two Klaus von Bülow's and he presses a button when he walks into a room. There's the public austere Klaus von Bülow, which he sits there, as his uh, a current uh, woman friend put it, as if he were a mortician with an umbrella uh, up his back. And uh, then there's the warm Klaus von Bülow, very caring. Uh, his daughter, Cosima, is much more like the warm Klaus von Bülow. Do you have any ongoing relationship with him today? Oh, yeah. We see each other all the time. We talk about his ongoing case. He's being sued by his stepchildren for $56 million. The case is not over, and indeed the American public still remains undecided. One of the reasons I wrote this book is Klaus von Bülow not only wanted to be acquitted, he wanted to be vindicated. And there was a lot of evidence that didn't come out in either trial that I thought deserved to be known by the public, and it's contained in this book. But no matter what, don't you think most folks are still going to believe he did it? You know, today, uh, 50, 70 years after the Rosenberg case, the Sacco Vanzetti case, people still don't know. It's one of the great mysteries who done it, whether anything was done at all. You have your own theories about who did it? I have my own theories, yeah. And they include? <laughs> they include the possibility that my his client. children honestly believed that he did it, but also believed that they couldn't convict him of it, and so uh, they may have remembered certain things and forgotten certain things and made it easier for him to be convicted the first time around. But the second time around, we had the evidence, we were able to persuade the jury. So at best, maybe your client was negligent. Well, that's certainly a possibility. Uh, he uh, was accused of being unhusbandly. He was accused of having an affair. Those aren't crimes in America. It's fascinating stuff. Alan Dershowitz, reversal of fortune inside the Von Bülow case. It's always good to see you. Thank you. We're back in a moment. Well, I hope I didn't ruin wow. the whole story for you, but I had to say that, and this is an old case, so you should know about it anyways. And if you don't, then I'm going to tell you about it, and I'm going to give you all the details. So here we go. Uh, so he talked about this um, reversal of fortune. So this is a book that he wrote, Alan Dershowitz wrote, based on his experience in defending Klaus von Bülow about this trial. 
turned into a movie five years later. Glenn Close and some other Jeremy Irons guy. Okay. Um, and this movie is what in the uh, in the ninety nineteen ninety I think or eighty six or ninety whatever. But that's I watched the movie. Okay. The whole movie from beginning. Reversal to end. of Fortune. I've been watching things lately. <laughs> And we haven't even talked about Saltburn. <laughs> we will we will revisit that. We will circle back at the end Next to Thursday. go with Saltburn. <laughs> okay, maybe that will be for our Patreons because it's pretty ratchet and raunchy. Um, Ooh, let me watch it and we do need to do girl, a Patreon. Oh, it's good. It's raw. The dude <sighs> F's the grave. What? Yeah. I don't remember that oh, part. Oh, no. Yeah. I definitely remember you the You would know he water. stuck his d- ding in the dirt. I might have looked away. I yeah, was I didn't look away. I was watching this the mo- whole thing. This yeah. movie was good, but, like, it was very traumatic. And honestly, like, you got to stick with it and finish it one time. But you don't need to rewatch no, the watch movie it. like No, that. you have to rewatch it because you have to get this, catch the scene, the things you didn't see. I don't think I physically can <laughs> well, I watched it twice, it. and I'm going to watch it like, again. It, I got so enough what does good movie me? from You need repetition. <laughs> well, you're good at murder. You're good at murder, girl. <laughs> so, Reversal of Fortune is the name of the book and the name of the movie. Blah, blah. So it is, yes, so it's basically like he, he went out and wrote this book, Alan Dershowitz. Who is Alan Dershowitz? Um, back in the 1980s, he was the youngest law professor who went to become one of the most successful appellate lawyers in the country. And he dedicated the beginning of his career to a lot of pro bono work. Uh, and work for a lot of the wrongfully convicted. Ooh. What's an appellate lawyer? Appeal. Yeah. So after the after the trial, everybody who's convicted gets the the opportunity to appeal the case. So that's why they have to like when they're doing the trial, they have to say all these like extra words. It's for the so they like second chances lawyer. Yeah, like it because like it. Like, oh, if you don't say this or specify this or do this, it can come back to you on appeal. It can come back to you on appeal. You'll always hear that. And that just means that these appellate, typically the appellate, I think they're always in the case, in the trial with them just so they can, in case it goes to appeal, then they can go (laughs) and they can make their case. Bottom feeders. (laughs) So he was like either an appellate lawyer on cases or he was a like the main defense attorney or he was just like a consult, but he did work with like OJ Simpson, Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein, Julius, Julian Guil- Assange. I mean, that's like all guilty, guilty people. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's like a like, icky lawyer. He, he, yes. He's the very dirty icky. underbelly of the law field. Yeah. Is that what he, you're basically telling us? He's icky. Yeah. You could tell. I mean, but that's what, def- what do you think? Def- yeah. That's what defense attorneys are. They're, they're defending the, worst of the worst and yeah. he was really good at it and so he well, and he won job. i mean he uh, they won oj epstein allegedly killed himself mm-hmm. weinstein he gone julian assange there's just no hope for that guy is he peedity's lawyer too maybe he might, be. <laughs> he might be <laughs> but sure. he's Very one awesome. of the most successful appellate lawyers in the country okay yeah, so, I mean, but everybody, like, you, you've, so if you, you go to jail, name, if like you're, the walking, like the, well, not walking dead lawyer, but the one from the show about, what's the show about meth? 
Oh, Breaking Bad. Breaking, Breaking Bad. You know that dirty Breaking Bad lawyer? Is, is he oh, an appellate? Oh, Better Call Saul. Saul. Is yes, he an appellate? He might, he might be Saul. He might better call that, Alan. That's <laughs> better call Saul's Alan. Guy. <laughs> and so he began his career. Yeah, a lot of pro bono and wrong. Maybe he's going to. Maybe he's going to represent Scott Peterson in his wrong Obviously, yeah. God, if he does, oh, my God. Oh, he's so old. We got a no. few cases for you. This case is one of the first high-profile cases that he took on. So uh, what is it called? Refusal. Refusal. Reversal of fortune. Mm-hmm. Reversal. Uh-huh. Not will of fortune. Reversal of fortune. I have to say that to myself Dark. so I will remember. That's the name. So – uh, it's a, yeah, it's about this. Apparently this was one of the longest cases in Rhode Island history. And it, this is the case of Klaus Van Bulos attempted to murder his wife, Sonny Van, Bu- Van Bulos. Um, and so this is what we're, oh, and this is attempted to murder. You see that picture? Yeah. That's their house. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Nice. Versailles. Pool. It's, it's pretty much an estate. So basically the movie starts off with like the scene showing that all of these mansions and it's almost like estates and castle after castle, after castle, castle. It's like, I'm like, is it, are these businesses or are these homes? Like people actually live here in Newport, Newport, Rhode Island. Damn. It's very affluent. Very, very, very. The cost of living in this town is 123% higher than the national average. So basically it's heirs and princesses <laughs> and Hiltons and bougie yeah. ass bitches and stuff. Like Saltburn. So go there and get pregnant by somebody. It's basically Saltburn. <laughs> this, that's how I've related this case. It's Saltburn. Um, yeah. So stupid amounts of money. And it's like, yeah. why do you need this giant house for two people? I don't know. Why would you Just not? Cause, yeah. Just because. Just because. Because I can. You gotta flaunt it. Because I can. But don't be murdering and in there. No, but that's and that's what brings yeah. the fascination, fasc, fascination, fascist, fascist? fascination uh-huh. to this case is that they're not only like loaded, but they're like it's a murder in this like affluent town, and they're like Ooh. super rich and super like. Yeah popular it's sad that poor people can't get that same kind of credibility so like there's like you can't get the justice for the same murderers on the street and like this is a class of different people like it's not they're not just like rich they're like rich rich like we don't even know that level unrelatable like they have servant like like they have a a nanny for each child they have a drive like they don't go to work they have a driver for each thing i don't know but that's just what I saw in the movie. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I mean, I mean how but good miserable. For them. I, but actually, you great. know what? It turns out that it is pretty miserable because this bitch lays in bed all day and that's all she can do because she's just, that's all she does. But I'll get to that. So um, <laughs> Klaus, he was like a, he became like a tabloid magnet. His name was like synonymous with dracula like he was just like everybody knew who he was Mm -hmm. because of all of the stuff that's about to come out like they just knew his name and he was just like very charismatic and you know before it all came out or yeah 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 okay they just knew who he was and so he ends up marrying sunny van bulow so let me tell you a little bit about sunny she was born martha sharp crawford 
September 1st, 1932. She was the only child of a utilities magnate. What is that? Exactly. I had to Google it. (laughs) So basically, she is the child of a gas and electric company, like, mogul. Basically, her dad TXU. Electricity. Like she's an heir. Her dad is TXU. Her dad made all this shit ton of money and she is just the heir of it. And so she's like, she's set for life. He's making tons of money. He runs basically the world. Um, Her mom, but just wait. Her mom, Annie Laurie Warmack, was a socialite and an heiress. And she was uh, an heiress from her father who had founded the International Shoe Company. So they made all the shoes. Yeezys. I don't know. (laughs) They got a monopoly on shoes. Shoes and oil and gas and electricity. Wow, power family in the world. Both of your parents are these like, I cannot. Well, imagine. you know they're not going to let them like marry a teacher. Uh, uh-uh. uh. They can't marry for love. You they have to marry for power. Yeah. You know these are arranged marriages. Mm-hmm. It's like Bridgerton. Th- no. Oh, I love well, Bridgerton. Nope. We're we're about to get there. So she's nicknamed Sunny because based on her personality, you oh, know where I'm going with this. She's bubbly. She's bubbly. She's if sweet. anybody's bubbly, they did. They go. If you're bubbly, you always die. Oh man. I know. So don't be bubbly. Dude, I can't help it. I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> Just because you retire the pom-poms okay. doesn't mean you retire it's the lifestyle. <laughs> oh, no. I hate, to, I hate to break it to you, but you're really one step closer to Solve my crime. <laughs> I will. I will solve it. So just at three years old, her father dies, and she inherits $100 million. And by the way, this is in 1935. So it's worth. So that's $2 million. Two billion dollars oh, now. nowadays. Okay. Oh, that poor this thing. is wait. What year is this? Nineteen thirty-five is whenever the her dad the died. Great de- is that the middle of the Great Depression? Sonny Bambulo's dad died in nineteen thirty-five. Yes, she was three. Okay. And all um and this case happens in the eight, in nineteen eighty, like in the eighties. Is 80s. that like the middle of the Great Depression or like a little bit before it? Um. Well, there was the know. war. The war comes up. The World war comes war up II. like a little bit after though. the depression was in twenty nine ish. Twenty. I think it was in the twenties. We don't do history or geography on. This I podcast. do geography. <laughs> I'm a geographist. <laughs> I, I look at maps. Thirty five was like in the middle of the Great Depression because I Google think it. we got into World War Two in forty two. But I couldn't she, I look mean, it up she because she just I, got out of high school. She might be right. No, oh my God, y'all! I am thirty, but I love you for saying that, April. You're so good. She to me. might be right. She's literally an asshole. I love it. So, that so, nice. so um, Jeez, that's so nice. Get closer to your microphone. That's so nice. <laughs> okay, so Sunny is raised by her mother and maternal grandmother on Fifth Avenue in New York. She was driven to school in a Rolls Royce oh. every day, and they. St- Oh no! And they oh, summer electrocuted. <laughs> oh no! Did you what have that sitting on that ledge? Okay, so I was right. So, uh, 1935 was in the middle of the Great Depression. It was between 1929 and 1939, and right, uh, it ended because we entered World War II. Good job. What high school did you go to? 
I was a history. I was a history minor at Alabama. Oh, <laughs> where they have lots of out. murders. Shout out Tuscaloosa, 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 Tuscaloosa. So in um, yeah, there. So she's raised and she's growing up on Fifth Avenue and she's driving to school in a Ro- Rolls Royce and they summer um, in Greenwich. Connecticut at their Ooh. family estate, Tamar Lane. Mm. I don't even know what those where, words mean. Where do y'all summer? Do you summer? In I New summer York? at TPNO Lake. Mark I just keep do doing the same the thing. I just keep working on, every summer. <laughs> you summer on Lake Shore? Or I you summer, summer at Pure Bar. I summer at. You summer? Bloody, I don't. Actually, I don't summer. <laughs> I'm going to start, though. So in New York City, she goes to this exclusive all-girls school. It's called Shapin School. It's on the Upper East Side. It's K through 12. It's educating the city's elite. I mean, she's a young, beautiful woman. She was, like, pretty shy, but then she was compared to Grace Kelly, and she was a really striking, gorgeous woman, and then she turns 18, and she's able to come out to society mm. at a ball thrown at Tamar Lane. Oh, and now cool. this is where we think Bridgerton. Yes. Yeah. This is the Bridgerton situation. Princess party. Cotton Palace, if you're from Waco. No, or it's called something. Quinceanera, if you're Chicana. <laughs> it's and called something different now. I know, because Ca- that's racist Brazos now. River Party. Wait, what was it before? A coming out party? No, right. it's called Cotton Palace. It's but like Brazos Festival now or something. Oh, before the one here in Waco, we used yeah. I mean, they I had to change I, the name. Yes, they yeah. had to change it in 2020. Whenever all the everybody Everything started went crazy. Race, well, race, race. I mean, I think the name could have been changed a little earlier. I don't know what it had. What? But like, why they had to name it Cotton? I'm, I guess I don't have the right pedigree to participate. My parents told me that real early. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Too. We our ancestors were poor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to participate in it as a guest. God, so such an honor. Mm-hmm. What did your dress look like? I did rent the runway and I had three dresses. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes to this Chapin University. She graduates. Graduates. She takes her boards and she gets really good grades. A lot of people said that she was like not very intelligent, but then it's like, uh, yeah, she is. Exactly. Because yeah, exactly. So she was like, she went to college. She chose to go to college and she went and she graduated. And, um, after that she was like, "Mm." no, she didn't go to college. She went to high school. She graduated. And then her mom was like, Hey, do you want to just go to Europe and explore the continent? Yeah, forget college. Yeah. I mean, but you got to understand, you don't need it. No, you really don't. You don't need I it. Don't, I've and can you imagine if you are, well, not you. Uh, we need it, right? They didn't need uh-uh. it. Well, it wasn't going to benefit her life, her pedigree, her it's money. It's a waste of money. At <laughs> all. And then can you imagine if you're that rich and you like want to go to college? You're going to pay all four years up front. Can I just pay all four years up front? Yeah. Like, it's nothing to them. So, basically, her mom wanted to take her to Europe to experience the continent. 
I mean, I sure didn't go on any high school trip experience any continents. I went to the damn mall. I don't know where y'all went. <laughs> Schlitterbahn. <laughs> Richland. Straight to the Richland. <laughs> Schlitterbahn. It was nice. It was a good senior trip. That's great. I went to Hawaiian Falls. Um, <laughs> so they they go to a place called Schloss Mitrasol Resort in the Aust- Austrian Alps. This place is a 900-year-old castle where the elites go to relax. And they basically (laughs) ski in the Australian apps. They go shoot. They go shooting. They go hunting. Basically, they lay around in their money and just make snow angels and do all the rich people stuff (laughs) that whatever they do. But you know what? They're relaxing. I would be relaxed if I could do snow angels and money. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So good. whatever it takes for them to relax, it's great. So in war, World War Three, War War Three, as we like to call it, <laughs> War War, because we can't <laughs> speak, <laughs> War War, um, Schmittler. <laughs> Why is that funny? Because <laughs> Schmittler. Hitler? Yes. But Schmitt- why Schmittler? Schmittler? Because we're just saying Schmittler oh, or okay. Himmler or whoever. Um <laughs> So he actually made this, he took over the castle, this castle that they were just at. So he took over this castle. All the Yahtzees were everywhere. That's the other word. Um, then after the What's war. Yahtzee mean? Yahtzee is Nazi. Oh, Nazi. Oh. <laughs> I got a lot of code words. YouTube doesn't allow a lot of words. I know. You get we're so not I'm, YouTube. I'm, I know. So the Nazis or the Yahtzees. Um, and so a lot of people who had been royalty in Europe had nothing left. They had their estates taken away. They had no money left. It was like basically the sound of music, like pull up your dribble, climb over the Alps, <laughs> get your eight brothers and sisters and you gone. <laughs> like, like, you know, that's, that's basically what it was. So then the, then finally the resort reopens and there's all these young princes who have no money. Because they are broke and they're like, well, we still, they're, they're still beautiful. And they're like, man, maybe we can get some Americans over here and the yeah. Americans will marry us and we can get their money because they got to be rich to come here. Like a million dollar princess. Yes. And like, so like Gilded Age. Yeah. Yes. And, and, um, what's uh, that show? Uh, Downton Abbey. Yes. Down. Yes. Yeah, the, the, the main girl in Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey was, a million Abbey dollar was yes. Downton Abbey was an example in the story, in the article that I read. Yes. Are y'all saying Downton Abbey? It's called Downton, downtown. not downtown. Oh, it's, girl, it is so which good. Which I actually have oh, not so watched. Good. So I need to watch it. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, you do. But Gilded Age is better. Gilded Age is the gateway drug to it. Oh, wow. And where do you find that? On. Um, I'm thinking I watch it. Is it, is it a Prime or is it a, a Hobo Go? It might be a, a HBO Go or HBO Max. I will look at. I will look into it. Um, so yeah, they have basically like these princes, or like they don't have any money. They're gonna go where the beautiful people are. Um, so rich Americans <laughs> come over there, and they're like, "Oh hey, you're royal. Oh hey, you got money. Oh blah blah blah." And then broke royals are like, yeah, we got a chance to get back in this money. Yes. And it's like all about the money. Like the Vanderbilts. Yeah. Like Consuela Vanderbilt. She married that guy in Europe that was like a prince or a doke or something. And then they just basically sold her away like she was cattle or something. 
Uh-uh. It was horrible. It was a bad marriage. I think they got divorced. Clearly. Ooh. I'm not shocked. So, mm-hmm. it's all about the money. Sunny's first day at the resort. She meets this young instructor. Are you ready for this name? Yes. Prince Alfred Edward Frederick Vince, Vincenge Martin Mar- Maria von Os- Aursberg. Why? Prince Alfred Edward Frederick Vincent Martin Martin von Aursberg. Okay? That's his name. He has 18 names for one name. I feel bad. His family lost all of their money when they, when the Austrian Empire fell in World War II. Okay? Which is why he's an instructor right now and he's got to work. So he's making it work at the resort, and then they fall madly in love. And, of course, it's against her mother's wishes that she marries him. Mama's like, no, he's bad news. He's four years younger than you. He's a prince. He's going to cheat on you. He's going to have a wandering eye. You're an American girl. You don't know how these things work. We're talking about Sunny, right? Yes. Okay. So Sunny meets this guy. From this Austrian, this Austrian guy, whatever. Mama's like, don't do it. Sonny's like, mm, I'm gonna prove you wrong. She does it anyway. So they get married, and they have. So she ends up hiring this maid, this lady named Maria Schlosshammer. <laughs> <laughs> Maria attends um, Sonny's every like she's there for everything. Maria okay. has a chart. She cleans it up. Maria stubs her toe. Uh. She fixes Maria needs a pedicure. Bitch, Maria down there oh, doing toes. Maria. Maria, she got a back <laughs> issue. Maria. Rubbing it. So, Mm-mm. wait. Nobody does a job like, like Maria. Maria. It's like sound of music. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's great. So, Maria is like legit, right? So, she's loyal to her for the next like 30 years, okay? Wow. So they go on. They have two children, oh, Ella and Alex. And um, but, you know, our mother warned her and old eight name Alfred, whatever his name is. He <laughs> Ugh, did sus. not give up his playboy lifestyle Mm-mm. and he eventually cheats on her. And they so Sunny is do. heartbroken. Well, Sunny. she's like, you I wasted more. all this time. I should have just listened to my mom. Oh, you mean she should have listened Tale to the warning time? Tales all this time. Tales. So she's like, man, I miss New York. And I'm like, been living in Europe this whole time. This place sucks. She's like, I hate this place. And so she's like, "Uh, we're getting divorced. So they get divorced in 1965. And Sunny is like, I'm out. She leaves Europe after she separates from old Alfie. A lot of them did at that time. Yes. Yes. And then she goes to a dinner party where she meets a very mysterious suave <sighs> danish guy named oh, the Klaus, next day <laughs> basically yeah she got over it real she's quick yeah winning. she's on the rebound yeah she a hoe for show <laughs> uh, so <DTF>. klaus, <laughs> klaus von bulos uh-uh. von bulo even trust the name is who she meets and let me tell you a little bit about klaus he had royal blood. He was once from this well-to-do family. His grandfather was the justice minister of Denmark. Whatever 
that means. It's, I feel like it's very important. He grew up there. Um, he was sent to Swiss schools. Uh, he was not part of the rich, rich crowd, but being around the rich, rich crowd helped him learn. He used his intelligence and wit to learn how they acted so he could act as if he was mm. one of the rich, rich. Oh. Catfish, rich. So he's, <laughs> yes. So he's going to school he's a, he's to learn <laughs> how to be dirty Klaus. rich, rich. Klaus. So when the war starts, 1940, things start to get a little intense and a little wild. And the Yahtzees uh, occupy Denmark. And he's smuggled out in the belly of a British mosquito bomber. Wow. He's, wait, what? <laughs> what a story. <laughs> like That's a, little, a plane, that, right? Little, I read that. A is that a little plane? I don't know. I thought it was like, I was it's like, it's a, a plane. small plane if it's called no, a mosquito bomber. It's do you want to know that they how do the flyovers. much I Googled from this episode? I had to Google, what's a mosquito bomber? It's I was a, a like, little plane, I'm assuming, because mosquitoes are small. Yeah, I just was like, did somebody eat him? And then he was like in the belly? No, it was the plane. What, is that when he was born? How did you go to 1940? I thought we were in 1965 when well, he, she got divorced. No, 35, and she had a lot of shit that happened in between. And then she got divorced in 65. Yes, she got so divorced. So what happened in like bombers there? Well, so no, what happened in 1940? I'm, I'm bringing you back to his life. Okay, what, but I know. So what happened in 1940? That's when the war starts. Okay, so he's in the war? Say that whole part over again. No, what did the mosquito bomber do? Well, what so, did he do in the mosquito bomber? Uh, he the, was so when the war starts uh -huh. in 1940, uh -huh. uh, Yahtzee's occupied Denmark. He is smuggled out in the belly of a British mosquito bomber, and he gets smuggled out, Yahtzee, and they go into England, and he goes to Trinity College in Cambridge, and he graduates with his law degree in 1946. So he's a Jew. We don't know. I don't know. Why do you need to be smuggled out? I guess because he, he was just a gypsy. <laughs> he could have been. A, I don't. A dip, is it all? I don't know. I don't. I don't know all that. I'm not like we need to get a historian in here. I'm just reading facts and I'm spitting them out <laughs> right just now. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah. So I think that he was just like. He wasn't a Jewish person, but he was in. He was just living there at the time. And so he just escaped they started to, to get out of the they, war. They were all human. Yes. yes okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He didn't escape like a camp. No. He just got out of that shit. He just he got, just got, just got yes, out of that. because yeah. it was a war zone. Yes. So then he and starts, then went to college. Yes. So then he starts practicing law in London in the 50s. In 1959, he gets a job as an executive assistant to an oil baron named John Paul Getty. So this guy is like they have an arrangement to where like Getty, he gives Getty legal and legal and public advice. Like he so they have like a trade off. Yeah. But one of them is like. Like basically one of them is like the whipping boy and like, hey, you do what I tell you to do or is shut that up. Klaus? Yes. Klaus is the whipping boy. Yeah. Mm. He's basically like, OK, uh, I'll give you this, but then you have to do this. And Klaus is the one that has to do the bad things. Or Quit whatever. for 
which I don't know what that really like. I don't know what y'all had to do, That's but probably why he killed her though, because he was like had that all that aggression from being bullied all those years by this other guy. So he's like, I'm gonna treat my wife bad. Yes, I think that's exactly right. So they have an arrangement where Klaus gives, yeah, him legal advice, and then in 1985, um, they said that Klaus helped Getty procure medicines and rejuvenation drugs. Mm, use elixir. So, cocaine and maybe aloe vera. I don't know. Rejuvenation just, drugs? I don't know. I don't know what's a rejuvenation drug. Like Sandra Bullock. On Ellen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's some good stuff. That was really good stuff. So, Getty was like, at first, he was like, yeah, Klaus von Bülow, he's like the dude. He's like quick-minded. He's a hard worker. He's personable. My he's drug got, dealer. Yeah, he's my drug dealer. But like, bro, like also he's like kind of sly and cocky and arrogant on the side. And mm. so so a lot of people were like, oh, we can see like that he kind of has two sides to him. We don't really know if we can trust him. Like he's just kind of going mm. back and forth. They don't really know. Because he's a royal, but he's really a fake royal. Yeah. yeah. Because... Because he has no money, but he's just, yeah. Okay. And then he and then he marry he just kind of marries into the money. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So, oh, yeah. An adventurer. Yeah, and so then he ends up getting married to. Wait, is he married yet? Did I say that? No, no he ends up getting married to. Uh, Sunny in on June 6, nineteen sixty six. They have a daughter, Cosima. So now Sunny has three kids because she has two from previous, yeah. one from this guy. Um, they moved. This is when they moved to Newport and they moved to this place called Claire, Clarendon Court. Clarendon Court. Okay. In Rhode Island. Um, so they move there. Two years later, Klaus leaves his job with the J.P. Getty. He's like living a life of luxury for the next 13 years. And... Uh, at this point, Sunny, wife Sunny, is basically spending every single day in her bedroom. So I don't know if that sounds more like depression or luxury. She's missing the prince. That was her number one love. You think if you live well, in your bedroom, are you depressed or are you in luxury? Well, what if we don't know all the details? Was she like handcuffed to the radiator? Facts. <laughs> yeah, that is he good. Was like, I Let think me that's depression. Money. Well, and you're fucking bored. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you don't have a job. You don't have any responsibilities. You don't got to wash the dishes. To all the fancy you don't got to do your laundry. You don't got to go grocery store. You don't have to research your podcast. Like, what? You don't got to work out. You like, have what to are you going to do? It, Middle I know. point. Like, give money to the poor, like us who need but to pay bills. But that'll take five minutes. So she's just well, in the bed. Oh, poor baby. She's so I think it is boredom, which is in depression, and or your life has no meaning. Or he her because he had access to the drugs. He was giving it to that other guy. <laughs> Maybe he was slipping some into her tea, and so she would stay sedated. Oh. I want to be sedated. But there are people <laughs> who said that she really did suffer from depression, and in the 60s, you know, you don't talk about that shit. Like, no. you don't talk about mental health. You don't talk about therapy. Oh, no. You don't talk about any of that stuff because, oh, gosh, Scarlet Letter. Taboo. You're wearing the big A, so you got to just take pills and move on. Mm. Okay? So that's kind of what she did. But the weird thing is, like, people she partied with, 
they said that she had a really bad reaction to alcohol. So it's like, did she did she just drink? Did she have like a drink or two and mix it with pills? Or did she have an allergy? Because mm. she would have literally one or two drinks and would be like obnoxious. Maybe she was always on pills. Well, I don't know. So it's like she had this weird reaction to it. And so she uh, would be like slurring. She would lose her balance. She would knock things over, fall down. And so I don't know if that's more of, yeah. Wow. At that time, it wasn't as regulated, and she was probably just always on pills. So every time she drank, she was always already medicated, you know? Yeah. Like Marilyn. Oh. Yeah. Oh, like Marilyn or Monroe. Yeah. Um, on the other half, if she was depressed or had some type of chemical imbalance, mm. like bipolar, then oh yeah then alcohol sometimes mess alcohol her up. is going to affect her differently than somebody who does not have a chemical imbalance Facts. so three beers maybe like nine beers and then we don't her. know what her diet's like or what her health is like so like if she was always drinking on an empty stomach because she starved herself all the time like that's gonna be a thing yeah, yeah. But the good news is that is um, a friend of hers did try to do an intervention. Oh, good friend. And she politely rejected it. Tried to get her to never to not drink or she was like, oh, hey, get maybe, out of bed. Maybe we should go to AA together. <laughs> and she politely rejected, meaning she was like, fuck you, I'm rich. <laughs> You're no longer invited to my tea party. I'm yeah. rich. I am not rich, an rich. alcoholic. I am not a drunk. I'm rich. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I have yeah. no Out responsibilities. The yeah, that's exactly what her reaction was. I'm not even joking. It was like, um, she's not slacking on any obligations. She, she doesn't have been. a job. She doesn't have, I mean, she does have kids, but I guess they're grown. Um, but her obligation is actually socializing and she's slacking on that so she is actually slacking on her job because she's in her bed all the time yeah okay so she it's like well um maybe these because when you're that rich you can buy drugs at any time at any price anywhere it doesn't matter so she could be on drugs or she could we don't know but after the daughter was born, their daughter Cosima, uh, Sunny and Klaus's daughter uh-huh. together. Um, Sunny lost interest in the sex life. Sunny the woman? Yeah. 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 Mama Sunny. Sunny. And how who, old is she now? Because she, she's 1935. It's, I mean, it's about that age. Oh my gosh. She's 36 when she's like, I, fuck you, I'm rich. Mm. Well,. Sucks for you. Rumors pop off. Rumors are like drug use and all this stuff. And yeah, like I said, you can have anything at any time. Well, and then think about Bridgerton. They they pass around cocaine like it's nothing. Like remember Queen Elizabeth just had it on a tray right here, and she just yeah, she just like like, let me just snort it up. Uh, Actually, we could probably put line on right now. We'll snort it. But yeah, I mean, like we're not rich. (laughs) We're not we're not. But we're not rich, rich. So yeah, like after. Uh, so Cosima is, it, well, you know, there's no more sex life for them. Um, <laughs> she's lost her interest. And um, she, Sunny gave Klaus permission 
to seek sex outside of their marriage. Oh. I mean, what a good guy. What a good uh, wife. What a good wifey. Yeah, she's got a. Wow, what a good she wife. Wants she's to, like, you know, I'm literally. Dip her quill in some new ink I as well. I think she's in love with Prince still. I don't think she likes. She a lesbian on the side. Or, no, I or think she's I got think a tennis instructor. She's whatever got, they had at that mm-mm. time. The prince that cheated on she's her was a true love. She's got somebody going down on her. He broke the side. her heart, mm-hmm. and she never got over mm-hmm. it. And she was just with Vaughn because that's what you're supposed to do is be married, or you're going to be out, right? She you loves you're going to be an old maiden, prince. and you can't be an old maiden. So I think she just married out of obligation. You're so good at. You're really good at this, April. She's FBI. But it makes so much sense when you say it like that. Of course. She's FBI. So Klaus had gone back to work. He worked. At, he went to go work at this place called Artemis International Art Advisors. Lots of travel. Uh, he's away a lot. And then Sonny's like, oh, your job is the reason that we're that our marriage is falling apart. And blah, blah, blah. And Klaus is like, well, I don't want to be seen as a kept man. And... <laughs> You know, because he got as a he, what a kept man, like a lady Beca- has control, like a like a kept, like he's kept basically. So, but she owes him financially. He was given oh, just wait, he was given ten thousand dollars a month, little allowance. In allowance. <laughs> she was giving him. She yeah, was giving it's him just to leave her alone. Ten thousand dollars a month. Ten in in nineteen whatever the. What would that be now? Probably like a hundred thousand. <laughs> if somebody's gonna tell me, oh my God. I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars a month. Just I so would have murdered him. I would have murdered him. I will literally never leave my bedroom. <laughs> I mean, I probably will, but I'll go to the backyard. I would have murdered him before I well, gave him that much money. Well, she's just saying, stay married to me, but don't bug me. Yes, ten thousand dollars a month. Bruh. don't bug she's me. Such a I'm boss. not trying to. She is a boss. I'm not trying to do you. Yeah, go fuck whoever you want. Leave me alone, like it's fine. Peasant. <laughs> so they so he starts having an affair with this lady named Alexander Isles, former soap opera star. Oh. And she had actually just come from uh, as much money as Sonny had come from. Oh. So they're equals. He's got a type. Row. Oh, Sonny, Sonny, Sonny. Sonny not, wife. Uh-huh. Wifey. Oh. Wifey. Yeah. So so mistress came from as much money as wifey came from. So I mean, like, that's mm. smart. You're not going to screw the but help. But he's dumb because <laughs> this is what he did. He was going and he was whining and dining this chick and they mm-hmm. ended up having this full-fledged affair and he did not have enough money to afford himself and herself that lifestyle so mm-hmm. that he had grown accustomed to and so from his wife yeah because he was he only started he, only he was ten thousand dollars he only could <laughs> afford it he yeah because he grew accustomed to um I think he was making like a hundred. He's making a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year, which was not going to cover at all what they were doing. No, not at that close. time. Yeah, I mean, is that wild? What were they doing? I don't. A lot of coke, I guess. I don't 100, know. That much money at that time would be so much money. Now. I agree. So I, but I think they're just but going. That's these, not going to pay for lavish. service and traveling and all, and well, cocaine. 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 
So uh, his mistress uh, demands, like, you leave your wife or you don't get me. And he said, I can't leave her because she's so unstable. And so <laughs> girlfriend is like, deuces, bounces out, and she gone. Okay. Nice. That's how I put it anyways. So in 1979, Klaus and Sonny's marriage is failing. Obviously it's been failing for a while. People know it. They're talking about it and they're like, okay, we're about to get a divorce and everybody knows about it. So that Christmas family gets together and they're going to their house at Clarendon court the day after Christmas, Sonny and her son, Alex go to the library to drink. Because uh, they drink eggnog together, and that's... Wait, Sunny and who? Her son. She has two... Her first son and the yeah, first marriage. So okay. So Alex and Ella are the two s- children the from her first likes. marriage. Hey, let's go have drinks husband. in the library. But yeah, it's apparently it's a tradition, <laughs> and it's like they just have spiked eggnog together. It's Ugh. family tradition. But get, but cool. remember, she has this like alcohol issue, issue? right? So she's now she's drinking spiked yeah. eggnog. What's gonna happen? That's she's a non-issue, sh- and she's got mental health problems. I'm sorry, but she becomes incoherent and disoriented because <sighs> of all of her medication. And Alex ends up putting her in bed. And the next morning, the family wakes up, and Alex leaves the house. He goes, I guess he lives there. Son Alex, he goes to play tennis. He gets back. Mom is still sleeping. Pretty typical, mm-hmm. normal situation. Mm-hmm. She stays in bed a lot. That's what happens when you're a druggie uh, <laughs> or you're on pills and you're comatose and all the stuff. Or when you don't have shit else to do. Or you don't have life. shit else to do oh, because joke. somebody else is making the money for you. Oh, I'm ex, uh, ex-husband's. That would be my ex-mother-in-law, by the way. Um, <laughs> so whenever wow. he comes home uh, later in the day, uh, made Maria Schloppenberger or whatever Maria she finds like she Alex comes home son Alex comes home and Maria's crying like she's like bawling her eyes out and he's like what's going on and she was like I don't know I don't think Sunny's doing very well uh, Klaus is refusing to call a doctor and she says that she's sleeping off and out of drinking and to leave her alone but like so basically she's like looking really bad klaus is saying don't don't worry about it she's fine she's just been drinking it's not a big deal maria doesn't think so maria's like i know her Mm -hmm. i know she doesn't look right it's not something's going on and then klaus is like oh i know that she hates doctors she will never want to go to a doctor and then later on we find out that they like had been arguing a lot about their marriage and he said that Sonny was like very depressed and ever since they had raised this daughter and the daughter was leaving to go to Austria to get married and she wasn't going to be this whole thing. So basically it's, she's very depressed and they are just trying to figure out what to do with her. Cause like Maria and the kids want to call the doctors and send her off and get her help. But Klaus is like, no, she's fine. It's and not a big deal. Shame on get the over it. Yeah. Yes. So he's like, get over it. It's fine. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. And they're like, well, who's the one who makes the decision? Yeah. Right? Okay. So the next day, Maria is heard. <laughs> I laughed when I read it, when I listened to this. Uh, Maria is heard moaning 
Maria. Maria heard moaning from the bedroom. Okay. It was not the good type of moaning. Sunny's bedroom. It's not the good moaning. It (laughs) was the worrisome moaning. Like, uh, I don't know. Like I'm dying. Like I'm dying moaning. So she's an old school servant. Okay. That's what they said. And so it's not her place to go and just barge in. Yes. It's not her place to go in there and be like, oh, this, 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 and this. And so she's not going to assert herself. And she's just kind of like, kind of hang back. She's very worried. She ends up going into the room. She sees that Klaus is just like sitting on the couch. Watching her dad. Watching this, th- watching Sunny. And Sunny is unconscious. Oh. In obvious pain because she's making sounds. Yeah, she's about, uh, like moaning. And he's just sitting over there reading a book. He's poisoning He's reading her. a book. She's FBI too. I'm, sorry. I'm fired. Oh uh, yeah. No. Uh-huh. This yep. whole time. Mm-hmm. And turns out she is unconscious this whole time. So Maria's like, Klaus, you need to call a doctor. You need to this is no sore throat. No. You need to call the doctor. Don't leave her alone. It's like, nah, she's fine. Exactly. And mm. so she spends the next they they spend the next uh several hours checking on her. And there's no improvements. She's still unconscious. I, I guess they just leave her unconscious. They think she's sleeping? I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. No improvements. So when her son comes home, he goes in. He looks at her, checks on her, shakes her, calls her name. She's not waking up. He looks at Klaus and he's like, call a fucking doctor. Yeah. Like, do something. Doctor shows up in 15 minutes. So, oh. yeah, uh, it doesn't take long. Doctor arrives. He's like, and right as he arrives, like Sunny vomits and then she starts to aspirate. So they have to give her CPR. She starts to breathe on her own again and that clears up. But she is still not waking up and she's taken to the hospital. Like arsenic. What do we think think the poisoning was? Arsenic. Is it going to come up? Is something going to come up? They don't have toxicology back then. Yeah, but there's signs. Sunny gets to the hospital, and she's in a coma. The doctors are eventually able to bring her out of the coma after extensive testing. Uh, she's diagnosed as being hypoglycemic. Sugar. What can that look like if you're poisoned? Mm. What, Too what, much of it? What looks like hypoglycemic if you're being poisoned, though? I have no idea. Because poisons can take forms of illnesses. Yeah. I don't... I don't. E- I don't know. My Maybe much. I don't know. Maybe I'm like. No, I, I know. I know. I, no, I don't. I don't know. But I know. So she tells the doctors that she was not taking drugs. She does not have a drinking problem, mm-hmm. uh, and she admits to being, to having a fondness of sweets. She's lying because we all know she's got a drinking problem. It's been said several times in this article. Hypo. Is it hypo or hyperglycemic? What'd hypo. you say? Hypo. Hypoglycemic. But then she that says. Means she, that means she doesn't that, eat enough? She's, that means well, your sugar is your. Sh- but is it higher or lower? Low uh, blood sugar. Yeah. Okay. So so basically the doctors are like. So it's not you're alcohol. eating too many sweets. Okay. And. But really we. We all. Think no it's low blood sugar. But the sweets can spike it and make it low, like, because the sweets don't stay, like, something about it's, sugar. Yeah, is, like, it's very confusing. You need the special kind of sugars that are better for you to stick with you in that. 
Well, and, and then, then the doctors end up like telling her that, like, they're like, don't eat too many sweets because it'll spike your blood sugar. Yes, and then they're like, also, you need to eat more often because she wasn't eating enough. Yeah, and so it was messing with her blood because sugar. She was depressed because her she's still in love with her first husband. She had to marry that loser next. Yes. Exactly, and I think I'm with mad. April's plan here. Yeah, on the y'all whole. are both FBI. I love it. Yeah, so they like don't eat too many sweets. Don't go. Don't go too long without eating because that was another piece of it. So this whole ordeal, Maria's like super suspicious about Klaus and yeah, the way Maria's that this all went with down. The I don't trust the maid. <laughs> oh, uh-uh. oh, maid to sleep with the <laughs> because she's like, oh no. Mrs. Sunny is so fine, and then like like she's fine, but because she knows that the oh, husband's poisoning her, and she's Maria the only on Maria's the only one that saw him in but the room wait. with her. There's more. Maria then goes and she's cleaning the house because that's what yeah Maria she's does. cleaning up after her lover. Oh, she <laughs> finds Klaus's small black toiletry bag oh that he takes on trips when he goes to new york and she so she's on the side of the of the victim no marie's dtf she's down to five she is all the way on i don't know because i don't know who i trust right now i know okay keep listening okay this is good this is good we have opposing theories yes this is good this is why we like this so klaus is so she goes and she finds the, the black bag. Okay, so... Maria's a woman at this time. Mar- it's not oh, Maria good to be a woman is at like, this time. Fuck around and find out, bro, because I'm about to find out if you keep What's fucking around. What's in the bag? What's in the bag? What's in the bag? So she finds this small bag, a uh, black bag, and it has a prescription bottle laudanum. of Valium. Valium. Uh-oh. That's what you said? I said Laudanum. Of Valium with the name Leslie Baxter on it. And <gasps> she lover. finds a vial a vial of powder and a vial of liquid. <gasps> she immediately she immediately calls Ella, daughter, the daughter uh-huh. of Sunny. Ella Ella, 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 Ella. First child daughter, second Ella, child daughter. First. And she takes the bag. So she goes to Ella. Ella takes the bag to New York City um, or whatever. To New York they, City. Ella lives in New York City. That's where, she takes that's where the, Maria takes the bag. And then oh. Ella ends up taking the bag to the family doctor to take the samples of whatever was in the bag. Okay. And the results come back and they find that the liquid volume and the powder was a Are powerful barbiturate <gasps> called sec seco barbitual <laughs> no, what's that called on the it. market now <laughs> okay look at bustle relaxer do you know what that is no s-e-c-o-b-a-r-b-i-t-a-l like punch the keyboard sec okay april's looking it up so this doctor that tested these things had prescribed both of these things to Sunny in the past, but it's prescribed for insomnia and makes you sleep. Oh, so it's a sleeping. Fix? So they they were drugging Sunny. It's a controlled substance. Hmm. What's the generic name? Do you know? Like an ambient kind of thing. But the versions that they were uh, basically <sighs> like so, the doctor tested. Tested them, tested her for all the drugs, and 
what was in her system was what was not what would not be prescribed by a doctor to one so person. It was like typically you get prescribed pills from a doctor. You don't typically get prescribed a powder and an unmarked sorts, vial like in a, or liquid as your pain medication. So obviously made her a little concoction like, of like my doctor's not going to give me coke. My doctor's not going to give me a liquid Weed. liquid Vicodin or whatever. I don't know. But you can get that off the streets. So that's what that's what they're saying. They're she like made her a leave me alone cocktail. Yes. So she had these cocktails. I got issues. Um, what was that? It was the oh. top. Okay. Um, and so. Yeah, the pharmacy was like, no, we're not selling this stuff. So typically we'd give you a tablet. So. Maria, Ella, Alex, so all the maid and the kids, they all decide that they are going to just like keep all this information to themselves. They're not going to they're not going to say anything because they're afraid that they're afraid to warn Sunny because they want to scare or figure out. So they also don't want Klaus to find out that they did this because men had more power than they were. They were just too scared. So four months. Just think about it. Like if you think about that nanny. She's been working for this family for 30 years. That's her livelihood. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's like, you're in a shit position. Like, that sucks. Um, She, but she was whoop, Yeah, she's kicking ass. She just doesn't but know. But like really the like, daughter, you just found out your stepdaddy is poisoning yeah. your mama. And you're going to let it happen. And you're going to. And they didn't go want to bed. You're just going to lay down. You're just going to let her. This die. is why money is so incredibly powerful that it sucks because but he somebody didn't have it. She had it. Yes, that's true. That is actually true. But was there something going on between the daughter and the stepdad? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't fucking know. She's but maybe at this point, place. at this she's point, she's all over the place. I'm sorry. Wait, well, just the same. I'm sorry. Oh no. <laughs> No, I'm talking about like your 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 brain will go in every scenario, which is well, good. Just, no one can be trusted these days. <laughs> I, I know. I'm the know. same. So she's brought to the hospital. She when she gets there, the doctor's like, "Oh, we can't do anything. You can't do anything more. You have to go on a strict diet. You got to limit your sugar intake, and you can't drink alcohol it's at all." It's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. Yeah. 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 She's by just, all accounts, she's just unhappy. Yeah. yeah, she's just like, okay, so, you know, whatever. And so whenever, so then her daughter, Ella, is like, she's about to get married. And all of this, like, wedding stuff comes around. And she gets super stressed out. And around Thanksgiving, I guess, of that year. So this is a whole year later. Because yeah. This like, after t- Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So then thanks. Yes. They let a whole year go by. They with let this a whole year go by. Maria is now cleaning out Klaus's closet again, I guess. And then she sees this black bag again. And Same she looks inside bag? of it. And this time she sees a bottle of insulin and three syringes. Two of the syringes, which are in their packaging, but one looks like it's been used. But she needs that, though, for her diabetes, right? She's never gotten di- diagnosed yet. They just said, quit drinking alcohol, eat right. What's in that so third her, syringe? What's happening is, like, she would 
like what happens to our pancreas when we do something like that. It rises and it falls and rises and it falls. So she probably was like, you're about to be pre-diabetic in these terms. But she was never diagnosed. But whoever Von Clausen, he knows his shit because he knows what's about to come. Well, and the, That's the so doctors were bad at that time. They had just stopped leeching, right? Like yeah. pretty much. Wait, what year are we at now? 60s or no? Yeah. We better be oh, in 1980. We're in 1980. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the doctors are a lot better by this point. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, um, yep. So she shows the new contents of the new bag to Alex, one of the sons. And oh, once again, they decide not to say anything because they are just real bad people. Mm. So then there's another incident where Sunny is rushed to uh, where she's found incoherent and she's bleeding from the head. Hmm. And she's rushed to the hospital. Doctors discover that she has taken over 60 aspirin. Okay. What? It was a toxic amount that could have killed her, which it did not. You had an aspirin injector in the third one, maybe? So, in a letter, Maria writes to a friend, and she says that Klaus and Sunny are at dagger's points with each other, and basically the marriage is really falling apart, and Sunny is really depressed and having a really hard time, and she usually spends Christmas at Clarendon Court all together, including the grandmother. But Sonny's grandmother was not going to be there because she was ill. So they decided that they're going to go celebrate Christmas in New York City. But right before Christmas, they're going to go back to Newport for a quick time. And they're going to come back and have city uh, come back into the city for Christmas. So Klaus tells Maria, you don't need to go to Newport with them because it's going to be such a quick trip. You don't need to go there. No. Tells Maria don't go. Yeah, don't go. Maria. And Maria's like, ah, that's a little sus. Maria, you be investigating Maria too is much. DTF and she's like, this is so suspicious. So she goes and she's like, I'm going to go check that black bag again. Mm-hmm. She gone. She going straight to check that black Maria, bag. Maria, take care of yourself. And she does and she sees the contents of the bag has changed. Again? One more again. Stronger poison. This insulin and the syringes are still there. But now there's... And that's all. There's just insulin in the syringes. What was there first? There was a powder. There's no powder powder. and there's no liquid. There's just the insulin and the syringes. They mix it together and put it in that third syringe. Well, that was the second time, too. Well, it's changed, April. No, the first time had a powder. The second time was three syringes. The third time, we're not real sure of. I'm just reading facts. Right? Y'all both forgot the damn facts. <laughs> Did I? Did I forget it? Yes, because she said insulin the second time because you were like, well, she needs it for her diabetes. But I think there was the amount yes. of syringes and the amount or whatever was it. But so there like was there. a One syringe was one. used already. Yeah. 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 And there's a powder so in the first that one. That was in the first one, yeah. Basically, all we need to know is that now it's December 21st and um, they're all together and they go have a dinner and Sunny was like, oh, I want a caramel sundae. And they're like, bitch, you can't have this because you're not supposed to be having sweets. And so the whole family leaves the house. They go watch a movie. They go watch this whatever. And blah, 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 blah. So they get, get back from the movie. 
And Klaus is like, oh, I got to go make some phone calls. The rest of the family is like, oh, we're going to go hang out in the library. I guess this library is inside their house. Sounds Duh. like Saltburn. Dude, this is. They're partying in the library. I think Duh. this might be salt. Maybe that's why. I, I think And then that other story you did with the um, the family annihilator. And yeah. she was killed in the library and the crystal ceiling. Oh, yes. Library. Yes, yes. But Sunny first, she's like. Um, before I go to the library, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Oh, sniff a line. Should I go titi? Should I go titi? So when she comes back, she's holding a glass against, uh. Oh, she's holding a glass and Alex, her son, assumes it's ginger ale, whatever. No, but Sunny just like all of a sudden she becomes faint and she's getting disoriented and she, whatever. And Alex is like, "Are you taking those bar? What's a barbiturate? It's like, that this what she was taking." Okay, so he's like, sedative. "Are you taking barbiturates again?" It's not like Dana. he has it's a to controlled substance. He has to pick her up, carry her to bed. Then he goes and he gets Klaus and he's like, "Uh, when he gets back to the bedroom, he's like, Klaus, go check on your wife because she's like real messed up." Klaus goes and he finds Sunny crawling back from the bathroom into the bed. So she's like trying to crawl her way out of the bathroom to go to the bed. So she's real messed up. So guess what? Baby, Sunny's living her best life. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Sunny's living her best life. So Alex is like, deuces, bro. This is your problem. I'm out. He leaves Klaus to take care of it. And he's like, I'm going to go meet my friends at the bar. Where's the ladies made to help her? Well, Maria, she's probably like out in the car. She's probably tired. Maria's been through it. I'm about to go work for the Murdoughs. (laughs) Y'all are crazy. (laughs) This is so too much. The <laughs> next morning, Klaus goes into the room and finds, <laughs> I guess they don't sleep in the same room, finds Sunny unresponsive on the bathroom floor next to the toilet. She has her nightgown bunched up to her waist and she has a cut on her lip. Her body is cold. She's lying in a puddle of her own urine and she's then rushed to the hospital. But at the time, doctors could not revive her and she's transferred to a hospital in Boston. I see why he got off. Okay. How? So I'll finish. So that the doctors, they they say that she s- suffered a serious brain injury, and she is oh. now what they call a persistent ve- in a persistent vegetative state and is now put on life support. So she's basically slipped into a permanent coma, and when Ella, daughter Ella, goes to the hospital, she talks to the neurologist who tells her that he believes that she, that this coma could have been caused by insulin being injected into her mother's system. <gasps> so is it Klaus that's injecting insulin into her system? Well, but who was keep, who, who said that? Uh, daughter said that? Ella, yes, daughter. Okay. Daughter. But the only person that commented on seeing the insulin over and over was her maid, Maria. So now, given that Klaus's behavior around the first coma, like, was a little suspicious, and then now the family knowing, like, the contents of the black bag, they're, like, putting all these pieces together, and they're like, well, shit, yeah. like, what happened? So then Sunny's two oldest kids, Alex and Ella, like, and the maid, and Maria, 
all three of them are like they've all seen the bag we are real suspicious yes they Dude, have yeah, and they're he like killed her this is this too is, fucking late they better not shed a tear but how did he know how to do they that? better not shed a tear okay do you want to tell us your theory now yes, or after oh please i'm dying okay tell us your theory well i don't know yet but okay this is they a- better not shed a tear because you've known for two years or yeah. at minimum a year and a half. You need to give that much. So everybody's guilty. Mm-hmm. Bitch is guilty for living her best life. <laughs> Drugs, alcohol, your body's was going to give out on you. And then they're, and and even then if they're, they're trying to kill you, but why you they, help them. Why? You help them. And then, like, why are the kids scared? Because their mom is the one with the money, not... What's they was gonna get it that so as soon as she dies, they'll get it right then and there versus <gasps> in fifteen, twenty years when she does die. That's and sad. or sniffs it all up. Yeah, but why would they be on his why would th- they be against him for that? Because when you're married, it's gonna go to him. Yes, they wanna yeah. make him it's look good. So they can split but the not, money. Uh, you can't <gasps> specify that in your will. Like it's gonna go to your husband. I mean, your kids may get some so I didn't you know but the bulk him. of it's gonna go to your husband you frame him yeah. you get it all oh my god so um the the kids both alex and ella and maria are all super sus spish mm. about the situation and the suspicions are confirmed whenever klaus begins trying to persuade the children over the next few months to have their mother taken off life support <gasps> but listen if I'm on fucking life support, I need somebody to pull that plug out. I am not trying to live my worst life as a vegetable. Plug me in. Keep me plugged in. Somebody could be trying to kill me. Oh, she wants to stay plugged I wanna, in. I, I want to live. I don't want to live as a zombie. As like laying, but what if you're there. only like that because they, you're being poisoned by your horrible spouse? True. I would just rather be taken off. But that's why we're different people. <laughs> like, if there's a save, try to save me first and then take me off. Yeah, I think they did because she was. I'll tell you how long she was on it in how a long? little bit. Right. Just wait. It's real bad. Four days. Uh, oh, God. So he claims. 30 minutes. Okay, so she's in this veg- vegetative state, whatever. Um, he claims that it's the only humane thing to do. Alex and Ella, he's like, this is Klaus. Absolutely not. We're not there. They're like, we're not taking our mom off of it. Klaus wants to, her to this be taken off. This was her everyday. She lived in a vegetative state. She's anyways. already like that. Yeah. That's her everyday life. Oh. So then this guy, this one dude who's writing this article, his name is Mark Kerbin. He wrote this big, one of the sources for this uh, episode. And he writes, quote, uh, two or three times a day, Klaus would call Ella or Alex, urging them to consider his request. He was relentless. He tried an emotional attack, saying falsely that Sonny's organs would be begin to break down and have to be removed one at a time. Mm. He yeah. then I wanted to sell those too. Yeah, he then appealed. <laughs> he then appealed to their checkbooks pertaining to a memorandum outlining how much it would cost to keep Sonny alive indefinitely. When and they could just pocket that. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, her care I would require people. them to be would require them to modify their lifestyles drastically and would bankrupt the family. So finally, when Sunny was removed from Boston to New York, uh, where her own physicians could treat her, Klaus argued that 
the hospital Christian doctrine would require staff to prolong her life at any cost, regardless of anyone's wishes. So now they're convinced that Klaus has something to do with the mother being in the coma, and they contact the former New York DA to investigate possibly that this was not a medical condition caused by a coma, but that Klaus attempted to murder his wife. Facts. So they gather all the evidence and as much as they can, they interview staff, they interview family, they interview friends. Now they go search the closet for the black bag to see what else is that. If there's anything else in the black bag. It's gone. Oh, but guess what? They can't get into the black bag because the closet's locked and blah, blah, blah. And then they have to find the key and this whole thing. Break it down. Mm-mm. So they Mm-mm. end up finally, basically, like a uh, one on one of the dirty syringes. It looks like it has remnants of insulin, and then a doctor conducts test results, and the attorney. I mean, there's all this stuff that happens, and basically, the attorney tries to talk to his contacts at uh, New York Police Department, like at the DA's office, and he's like, "Okay, we're looking into prosecuting this." But they're like, well, we don't have jurisdiction on this case. So then they have to go to Rhode Island police. And then there's this sergeant, John Reese, who they put in charge of the case. And they reinstate all the contents of the black bag and blah, 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 blah. So they did find it to, yes. Yes. to insert it. Okay. He then goes to Manhattan to interview Klaus. Klaus invites him to his apartment and they talk for about an hour. Klaus and... The, he's like, oh, our family's been fractured ever since Sunny slipped into her second coma. She just slipped into it. She yeah. just slipped right into that second coma. <laughs> and then she, and then he tells the children, like, to blame, like, they're the ones to blame for the mother and how she's in the state, blah, blah, blah. And its whole thing is basically like, he's like, everything's just a vendetta against me. It's, I mean, I, I can't believe they're doing this to me. Like, he's the victim, you know, all this stuff. Of course. Oh, yeah. And he was like, the children are in grief, and it's because of that that all these, like, we can't be united and blah, 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 blah. Several weeks later, Sergeant Reese finally goes to Clarendon Court with a search warrant, re-interviews Klaus. Klaus is friendly and open, signs a search warrant, and he's welcoming, blah, 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 and he is searching the house, and then he realizes um, that Klaus uh, suddenly is like, or I think Klaus actually realizes that he is becoming a suspect at some point because police <laughs> oh. are eventually talking to him and asking him questions, and so he's like, oh, maybe am I a suspect? Oh, I could be. What? And he's getting kind of shocked and he's kind of upset by this that he would actually be questioned. Yeah. Yeah. For being a part of this murder or this death. Or oh. actually, it's not a death yet. It's just like a, an event. Because in the she's 80s still alive. He was shocked. Oh, because she's still in the she's still alive. Coma. She's still in the coma. She's still in the coma. They're just trying to unplug her. So he wonders. He's like, well, should I call a lawyer? And then Reese is like, the sergeant is like, well, uh, yeah, you can. We, You don't have to talk to us. I mean, you can call a lawyer. Absolutely. Well, he ends up talking to him for two hours. <laughs> but then Klaus leaves. He's like, oh, I got to go get a cigarette, you know, whatever. And not, another officer comes back. So basically they're in the house. They go and they search and they find the black bag. 
again, and the officers take the black bag and um, they try to find out what was in it. Okay. And it's probably all dumped down the toilet. Basically, there's nothing left. So July 6, 1981, 1981, the Rhode Island jury indicts Klaus Van Bulow on attempted murder charges. Klaus goes to Newport Courthouse. He's arraigned on July 13th, and it becomes a full-blown media circus. Of course. Of course. He goes and he immediately posts $100,000 bail because he rich, rich, and that's how rich, rich people do it because rich, rich people just be doing things that they be doing. So trial takes place, and once testimony is over, it takes the jury four days to come up with a uh, verdict. What do you think? What do y'all think it is? Well, we, it's guilty first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope it's us. guilty, Actually, but I, I don't have any faith in the justice system at that time. Facts. Either do I now. Or now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so March 16th, they find Klaus Van Bulos guilty of two counts of attempted murder. He's sentenced to 10 years for the first count. What? Uh, because Sonny recovered from that, and he is sentenced 20 years on the second count. Um, he files for appeal. He's going to then use the money to hire the best appellate her lawyer. It, who? Her money? Yeah, probably. Ugh. He then, <laughs> but then he's like, fuck you, bitch. I'm about to go use all this money, and I'm going to hire the best appellate attorney in the country, <laughs> Alan Dershowitz. And her children are letting that happen. Dershowitz. That guy. That's where he comes in. <laughs> yes. So this is when Alan Dershowitz comes in. He gets hired. And he is the appellate czar, basically. <laughs> Everyone knows about this case. It's all in the tabloids and all in the papers. Most people are like, yeah, he's guilty. Like, we don't even care. Like, because, you know, where the media is presenting him or how he's coming off in the public opinion. But Dershowitz is like, okay, let me go have lunch with this dude and just let me just, let me just kind of fill him out. Let me peep him out. So... He's like, well, the only way that I'll take on this case is if I can prove that the ju- judicial process was incorrect. Okay. And he says, basically, I want your money so that I can keep it, so I can keep doing pro bono work for the innocent people, oh, for cool. the innocent project. Okay, so this is back in the day when people were good. Um, so oh, it's worth, they? yeah. So <laughs> it was worth it to Alan, to Dershowitz, to take on this case either way because he'll still get money, mm-hmm. um, and he'll keep doing the work for the people who he actually wants to work for who are wrongfully convicted. So Dershowitz, who is a Harvard law professor, he's able to get, oh my gosh, he's able to get all these law students to help him with this trial it's basically like legally blonde like murder like murder uh what's that show with the black lady with the oh how to get away with murder how to, that's what this Good show this shit of was how to get with murder because he's like hey i'm gonna use all my students to help us solve the case and that's exactly what he does and it's literally my favorite murder Yes. So they come up with this like 101 page appeal they put together and they're like every single piece of evidence. He's like, we got to get every single piece of evidence 
law students. He's assigning the, these students to every di- little different this thing. This is your final. Yes. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, you do this. You do this. You do this. Oh, that's the yes. The evidence, like every single little piece, every single little part. He's all like, it's, it's a pretty legit. And little, that's probably how he won. Yeah. Very strategically. He won. Breaking everything down. He had tons of these students working day and night, not just him. And this case had so much tension already. And it would be surprising if he was actually found guilty after Justice this. For Sonny. People come forward. And then, okay, so wait, where are we now? Did I say that he got acquit? He got guilty. Guilty. And then now it's the appeal. But where the fuck is Sonny still dead alive? Yeah, Sunny's still, yeah, Sunny's still she's alive. Still she's still alive. in a coma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's still in a coma. So, so did he do the appeal the next day after he I got think, sentenced? So I think you appeal it and then you get approved if you if you pass. Let's just whatever for terms. I don't know. If you pass your appeal, then you get the second trial. Right. So but, they're working right now on passing their appeal. So that's oh, where it's like granted. people come. People come forward, and there's people who are coming like Truman Capote. Oh, gangster Capote! He Capote. wrote the book. He like Truman Capote with the uh-huh. book. Uh-huh. I don't know. Isn't he a gangster? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Just yeah. making sure. Oh. No, it was like a big name. Here. So it's like Truman Capote comes forward, signs an affidavit saying like Sonny would never do this, or no, saying that Klaus would never do this. Um, and then he was like, oh, I've seen Sonny, like, shoot up drugs and blah, blah, blah. And then you have people like, uh, who else was the other one? Johnny Carson's wife. <laughs> like, it was like all these, like, fam. And then you have a bunch of, like, non-famous people who are just coming. They're just there, just giving their accounts. And basically, like, saying Klaus is this and he's this, and he's but he's not a murderer, you yeah. know? And so a different picture is now being painted about Sonny and Klaus and a lot of testimony, a lot of this, a lot of residue on the needle and what is the residue on the needle? Was it insulin? insulin. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was a bunch of like info back like it was probably I could have gone more into it like two more hours. No. Yeah. Yeah. But there was basically there was things there and that happened and if you want to know more go watch the movie and read the book no but there yeah. was insulin on the needle yeah they, they're saying th- well that's yeah that's what they were trying to figure out oh, okay. and then on july 5th 85 1985 klaus van Mulo was found not guilty of attempted murder <coughs> of his wife so the appeal worked they got a new trial second trial comes Many notes and testimonies had been left out from the first trial that end up getting in the new trial. Mm. And then he wins the new trial. Oh, it's going to happen to Scott Peterson. So the kids, Ella and Alex, still think Klaus did it, and they sue him for, for $56 million to get to where he gets nothing from his from their mother's estate, yeah. which they do that Good. successfully. This is a very staircasey trial. So they get they do get the money? Yeah. Yeah. They, or they prevent him from getting the money. Okay. Which it's kind of like a, well, the. He wasn't going to get it because he went to jail for it anyways. I mean, yeah. So then when he but got acquitted, he was, really, was going to right, get so it. Then and then they yes. sued him for it. 
But let me tell what you. What if the, they were behind it the whole time? The two kids. And he was just like a figurehead and a. Conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, though. <laughs> let me tell you the worst part. Yes. Tell us, Caroline. He marries the side piece. For the no! next. From all no. From the years no. ago. Oh, no. For the next 28 years, Sonny remains in a coma. And dies on December 6th, they 2008, can't bring her back? in a rest home in New York City. This bitch was oh in a coma for 30 years. That's horrible. Take me off the machine. No joke at that point. There's no there's no bringing her don't back. They get, poisoned her even, to that state. I know. Shock's face. Shock, that was my, yes. 30 uh-uh. years? 30 years. Asthma, horrible, horrible. Thirty freaking years. This was like a period piece why? when we started, then it, it, it ended two thousand and eight. But you know what? <clears throat> Here's why. Because well, the kids. No, it's the kids. The kids were like, "No, we refuse to take her off. You're. Get, she's oops. gonna wake up and she's gonna say that you did it. No." It was the kid. I I think it was kids. And they kind of pinned it on their. But dumb I'm like, dad. I'm pissed. I do not let me be a vegetable for thirty years. Don't even let me be one year. Do you want to be a vegetable for that long? Solve my case first, and then you know, kick yeah. me. Well, off. and so I was thinking, is that why they kept her on so that they can at least have, but by plausible that time, deniability that they wanted her to be alive. No, <clears throat> no, I was thinking, you got a body, so. You know, if she's dead, we would exhume the body to see the cause of death. But she ain't dead. We can't do toxicology so because they can never have an autopsy. <laughs> oh, maybe. Well, well, wouldn't That's they want brilliant. her to be dead so they could do it? No, not if they're guilty. That's brilliant. Well, it's too late, though. Either way, all the drugs. That's why she's FBI. God, you're good. We're out of the system. She's so good. She's no, so good. I said it backwards. But no, it I don't know who the me. freak did it. I think that the the rich children I think did it, and they and they painted it on their what if it was dad, nobody who was like honestly like he Maria. just wanted to be part of that lifestyle he never had it in him in the first place and those kids probably were behind it the whole time I don't know God. I don't know what maybe about, not that sounds like a little far fetched nobody sells we needed <laughs> so you think it's Maria but Maria didn't get shit out of it yeah well no. that we know of where is she now allegedly do we even, know, do we even have a last name. Yeah, it was Schlockenberger or something. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. She's from West. <laughs> she's my cousin. <laughs> Bitch, she's my cousin. Well then. I'm I've never been stumped on a story. Okay. I think everybody's freaking guilty. Facts. I they think all suck. the kids are guilty for not speaking up a year and a half before. And I think the only reason why they kept them kept her alive is the guilt of not saying shit. Yes. Yeah. Right? Like, they felt guilty. Like, if we would have, s- s- we saw something, we said something, we would have said something before, then maybe she wouldn't have been dead. I um, think we should try to reach out to Or their involvement. I think their involvement. Maybe they didn't want people looking into that autopsy. Yeah, but, but you got to think about it. The autopsy would not even matter. 
at that point. Because their cause of death after being in a coma for so long would have been erased. Totally different. Now you're right. Than like if she would have died that night that she was unconscious. Like she would have needed to die that night for us to have evidence but of how she died and what was in her system. But their need to keep her alive gave them plausible deniability. Like, oh, they love their mom, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. To make them look slightly more innocent, but I just—I don't, don't know. But I can see Glenn Close killing that position. Yeah, you have to go back <laughs> and see okay, Glenn so I, Close no, killing that's it. That's another <laughs> movie. That's a three-dollar movie on. Freaking prime. Oh, but Ooh. you wouldn't pay three nineteen for murder I, by numbers. I'm gonna pay a whole seven dollars and I'm gonna watch them both again. Okay, the movie is I can't, I can't, it's R O F. Don't she said it Residence seventeen times. Residents of freedom. I can't. <laughs> Resident Evil. God damn it! I've I've no it's cool. No no no. I I, I did this earlier. I would like to watch the whole thing. I know I'm gonna watch it. I'm watching Hollywood it and I'm watching murder by numbers. The innocent. Reversal, reversal of fortune. Watching that tonight. Reverse, Glenn Close and Jeremy, whoever, who is actually famous and he looks familiar, but I can't remember his name. Reversal of fortune. Jeremy Renner? Mm-mm. Oh, no. I love him. Okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. That was good. That was good. I was all into it. The Royals. Oh, money, 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 yep. money. Yep. I still that it backs up what I said last week. I do not want to be rich and famous. Mm-mm. Just just rich. It's no, no. Just comfortable. Oh, especially not to, rich, rich. Yeah, not rich. Like you rich. kept saying like, rich, I don't need rich. To be rich. Yeah, like we like mind having a little bit of money. Like I wouldn't fans. mind being like, okay, let me pay off all my shit and then I'll be fine and let me be able to just. Five. I just want to be comfortable. I don't need to be rich, rich. I just yeah. be comfortable. Yeah. So Ooh, money, money. It drives a so lot Shelby, of people. So Shelby, how did you like your first experience on podcast? I mean, Thank you for it being was so here. So exciting! I'm so honored to join y'all today. Thank oh, you very, very so much. Great. Oh, now she wants to talk in the microphone. <laughs> Thank y'all so much. Please take my pure bar class. <laughs> All right, and to, don't make me look dumb online. Please. Go to pure bar. Go take Shelby's class. I'm gonna go. We're gonna get go. yourself I'm therapy. I'm gonna make April go. I'm not going to bar bar. Uh, Better help therapy. I don't too. like group exercise anymore after training oh, years. Whatever. I'll do private lessons with you because you're awesome. You got a special discount. All right, y'all. Um, I guess this is it. This was a long episode. You're welcome. Let's just go ahead and say this is your Patreon episode, too. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We will see y'all next week for a whole new week and all good stuff. Shelby, come back and see us anytime. And um, you tell us a story we should talk about next time. Ooh. Oh, shoot. Find that, one. Oh, sh- you okay. made me a permanent I'll, guest. I will email Caroline. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, y'all, don't forget to stay aware, stay alive, and always be DTF. Down to find. Down to find. Bye, y'all. Bye. Woo! Hey, I'm Blair. And I'm Brittany. And we're the host of By the the Cover Cover Podcast. (laughs) We cover everything from mysteries, thrillers, romance, chiclet, and even some smut. 
Don't forget the smut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're so excited to get this thing going and share this with you guys. We've been talking about this for months and it's finally, finally happening. Yes. Special shout out to Rogue Media for helping us with this. For sure. For <laughs> sure. You can find us on Instagram at by the cover underscore podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and TikTok. So don't forget to give us a follow on those two also. We are so excited to dive into some of our favorite books and share those with you. We can't wait. Hope you love it. Hi, and welcome to Bustles and Bangers with your hostess, Rachel and Christopher. I love it when you say my name. And you didn't say hi. I didn't. You you just kept going. I'm going to introduce the book. I'm <laughs> not reading it. It's because I don't like reading. Girls like cowboy butts, you know, and those jeans don't hide anything. Mm. Find us on Instagram at Bustles and Bangers or on RogueMediaNetwork.com. Hey, I'm Katie. And I'm Summer. And this is Monsters in the Attic. So we thought we'd bring people on. It's very real, and we're fortunate to have a lot of friends who have a lot of monsters, and we can't wait to share them with you. I love that, that we're so fortunate that we have so many friends with so many monsters. Where can people find us? Facebook, Instagram, and everywhere they listen to their favorite podcast. They can find me at my therapist's office. As they should. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.